Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience.
Hallelujah. How many of us are hungry for the Lord? Wow. Lift your hands and just ask him to fill you. The Bible says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. They shall be yes, filled. Jesus. Lord, tonight as we come before you, Fill every single fill one of us, Lord. Fill me. Fill every single one. I'm hungry for you. I'm in thirsty the name for you. Jesus. Fill me. Fill us, O God. 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 We are hungry. We are thirsty. Fill us, O God. Thank you, Thank you, Fill me, O Lord. Thank you. Fill me, O Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before your word, we pray that you will fill us. Take us deeper in our walk with you. Take us deeper in our love for you. Take us deeper into you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. All right. First Corinthians chapter number 2. Verse 9 and 10, Bible says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither had entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. How many of us love the Lord? Then the Bible is talking to you that what God has prepared for you and I Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It hasn't even entered into the heart of any man. God has great things for us. Can I get an amen? amen? But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen. Wonderful. So we are talking about going deeper into God. And why do we want to go deeper? So that we can do more for God. Amen. Anything that you are part of, if you are going to do more or achieve more, you have to go deep into the thing. Amen. 
anything that you are deep into, you are more advanced in it. Some ladies are deep into cooking. So they are very advanced into it. They know the sights. And as a lady, you must be, you must be deep into cooking. The way some of you are saying the amen, as though cooking is not important as a lady. Do you get it? Unfortunately, many of our ladies cannot cook. Okay. Yeah, so I was saying that some of us are deep into cooking. So we know the sites where, where to find good, good recipes, good meals, all kinds of exotic things. I mean, if it will be a delight to come and visit a lady who's deep into cooking. Yeah, if you visit somebody who's not deep into food or cooking or hospitality, uh, you will get water to drink. But if she's deep, you will get something. If you say you are hungry, noodles. Uh-huh. Yeah, even noodles, which is supposed to be two minutes, you cook it for three minutes, it will be overcooked. So we are saying that to do more when it comes to God, we also have to go deep into the Lord. Amen. And I started to share with you going deeper with a what? A mighty foundation. All right? Because the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, Psalm 11 verse 3, what can the righteous do. So it means a righteous man cannot do anything without the right foundation. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous man do? Or what can the righteous do? What can the righteous achieve? You achieve nothing without the right foundation. Amen. So let us build deep foundations in our Christian lives so that we can achieve something for the Lord. We looked at the children of Israel in the book of Exodus. Because their foundation in the Lord was not deep. Every problem, every junction they got to with, with Moses, they will rebel and say, we are returning to Egypt. Noah, God was taking them to the promised land. God had promised to take them to a land that was flowing with milk and honey. But the slightest problem... When there's load shedding, they say, hey, Egypt, there was no load shedding. We are going back to Egypt. When food delays to come, they say, hey, in Egypt, we were living good. We are going back. I mean, they were always like that. Do you get it? And you realize that Christians who do not have a deep foundation always be going into the world and coming. The slightest thing, you come to church, you are corrected. Hey, you want the word of God to massage you and tickle your fancies. Do you get it? So it's like you are thinking of some your enemy in the church. Then the Bible, the, the preacher comes and he says that wicked people will perish. Say, yes, I like this preaching. I like this one because you are thinking of that your enemy who's at home or even in the church. 
So you are happy. The word is my weapon. You start to use it against the person. Do you get it? But when the word comes and it's not in your favor, when I say it's not, the word of God is always in our favor. Yeah, even if it's correcting you, it's in your favor. Because the correction will make you a better person. So even when I say it's not in your favor, it's not even the right thing to say, but I'm sure you understand what I'm trying to say. Do you get it? Then you become angry. Now, why is it that the pastor is talking about fornication? It's, it's like the pastor, is only fornication he can talk about. Do you get Why can't he preach about other things? He's always talking about fornication. Actually, what you should do is to change. Amen. But when people are not deep, you see them getting angry at the word of God. Even when people have misfortunes, they blame God for their misfortunes. When something doesn't go their way, they say God has failed them. Why did God allow it to be so? Why did God, if God really loved us, why would he let me fail my exams? But you have had many opportunities to study for the exam, which you did not. Sometimes you even studied, but you were not understanding what you were studying, which is a futile exercise. Instead of getting help so that you can have understanding into what you are studying, you blame God. God, you say, oh, did you study? Yes, I studied. But you know that what you were reading, you didn't understand. It was like hieroglyphics to you. You didn't understand anything you were reading. The whole night, you read something which you couldn't understand. Neither could you retain. Even when you were leaving home to go and write the exam or leaving your rest to go and write the exam, you couldn't recall anything. You were not blank. You just cannot recall. Even the ones that you recall, you don't know where it fits. Do you see? Yet we blame God for everything. Do you see? And usually, it's because we are not deep. We've not bothered to know God, go deeper with God, and understand God even better. The foundation is weak. So the children of Israel in, in Exodus 32... When Moses went to wait on God, this is just previously on mighty foundations. When Moses went to wait on God, and Moses had been away for 40 days, they said, look, this Moses guy, we don't know what has happened of him. He has been away for too long. So they said to Aaron, and they said to him, this Moses that brought us out of the land of Egypt, we have no idea what has happened to him since he said he was going to Sinai, to see God, they asked Aaron, how far is Sinai? Is that not Sinai? Is that not here? How long does it take a person to go up to Sinai and come? 40 days, we don't know what has happened to him. So make us another God so that we can serve. Immediately they are backsliding. They are decided they need new gods to serve. Do you get it? So you see, even Christians, today's Christians, they will serve God. When there's a challenge, they'll go and consult a muti in their hometown and come. I, look, it's it's little surprise when we come at the beginning of the year and you see people struggling. Many of you have no idea what they go and do when they go home. Yeah, when they go home for whatever they go home for, Christmas, um, holidays, whatever, you, you don't know the things they engage in. 
Because when they go, you will see the same person you have been doing follow-up on Christmas as she has gone home or as he has gone home. I mean, she has gone to sleep naked at a riverside the whole night to the morning. From night to morning. Yeah, night to morning for a, 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 a local God. So when they come the next day and things are not working, you are, you are busy praying, but... They've gone to sell something to something. I don't want to go deep into that this night. But all I'm saying is that when you don't have a solid foundation, you keep shifting, going and coming whilst you are in the Lord. So it is my quest that we all build solid foundations. Amen. That's why I'm sharing with you these mighty foundations, which our Christian lives must be built on. And last week I talked about building the mighty foundation of the word of God. The word of God. The word of God is the governing book for Christianity. Can I get an amen? Amen. The word of God is the foundation of everything we do as Christians. The word of God must be what governs our lives. So if you don't, don't allow yourself to take in the word, let it guide you and live by it. Your Christianity is built on something shallow. So my, your Christianity can be built on your friends. Me and my friends. We, me and the three, the, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. Yeah, me and my friends. It's not enough. One day, one of those friends will disappoint you. Which is part of life. Because they are human beings. We are not Jesus Christ. Even me as your pastor, God forbid. One day I will disappoint you. I might, I may, I will. But like I'm saying, I'm a human being. So there's a high possibility that the day you are expecting me to do this, I will do this other thing rather. Do you see it? So if your Christian life is built on me, but like the children of Israel... Moses disappointed them. Their expectation was that Moses is going to see God. He will be up there some three days, and then he will come back. But 40 days, hello, 40 days, they were disappointed. No, 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 you have kept too long. Ah, Moses, we have been waiting for you. 40 days, you won't come back. They were disappointed. So they said, look, let's make a new God. This Moses and his God, Look, they take too long. Small thing they have to do, they take too long. So, let's do some, let's get a new God. A God that we can see. And they made a God. Aaron let them bring their earrings and gold chains and they made a new God. And they started to throw a party to celebrate their new God. And they gave, even the things they ascribed to Moses, they took it from Moses and they put it on the new God. They said, Aaron said, this is the God which brought you out. Aaron too must be somewhere. Eh? This is the God who brought you out of Egypt. A God we just made today. We just gave birth to the God today. Where was he? A God that we had to make. Where was he? But. Hmm? Hallelujah. So build your Christian life on the word of God. We read from John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. This light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot overcome it. Everything is made by God's word. In Hebrews, in Hebrews, the Bible tells us that by faith, verse 3, we believe, Hebrews eleven three. by faith, we believe that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The whole world was framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were made out of things which do appear. Things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It means the things were not made out of things that we see. They were spoken and then they just came. Yeah, the word of God was activated and then it just came. Build your life on the word of God. Don't say, my brother is in the church, my sister is in the church, my friend is in the church. I really like the pastor, you know. Oh, what a pastor. I like him so much. So, I'm, no, it's not enough. You must like your pastor. If you don't like your pastor, you have a demon. But I'm saying that. No, you, you, you must have a demon. But I'm saying that it's not enough. Tell your neighbor, it's not enough. Tell your neighbor, I really like the pastor. No, let me be honest with you. I don't want to lie. I really like the pastor. But it's not enough. Liking the pastor is not enough to build my Christian life on. No, I don't think you are telling your neighbor seriously. Tell your neighbor seriously that it is not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, really like him. But... It's not enough. It's not enough. Your Christian life must be built on the word of God. Yeah, the word of God. So I, I gave you seven or eight things you must do with the word of God. I said number one, read it. Believe it. Obey it. Practice it. Live it. Study it. And preach it. Practice it and preach it. Preaching is the last one. Yeah, if you don't preach what you don't practice. Yeah, so read it. If you don't read it, you will never know it. You, something that you are going to build your life on, you have to know it. And the only way you can know it is to read it. Read it. Read it. Make time to read your Bible. Make time to read the word of God. If you don't read it, you will read other things, and those things will influence your life. When you read it, believe it. Believe what you are reading. Believe that it is the word of God. Believe it. Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. God is the one who gave the scriptures that you are reading. So when you read it, believe it that it's the word of God. Believe that it has power to change your life. Believe that it has power to influence you for the right way. Believe it. Don't just read it just as some casual book that you are reading. Some of you believe Facebook more than you believe the word of God. After you believe it, do what? Obey it. What you have read, obey it. If the Bible says forgive, love your enemies, it's high time you start loving your enemies. Obey it. You have read it. 
obey it. Even your enemy, the Bible says, love your enemy. Then how much more your pastor? You, you see why I say, if you don't love your pastor, you must have a demon. <laughs> Even your enemy, your enemy who's against you and is looking for you to harm you. The Bible says, love him. Then your pastor who's trying to help you. You don't have an excuse. Obey it. After you obey it, what else is there? Practice it. Because you don't obey the word of God only once. You do it again. And say, I read today, love your enemy. So you take one enemy and then you love that enemy. You take the easiest enemy of all. Sometimes the easiest enemy is the enemy who's far away. You will never see the enemy. I mean, look, it's a UNISA enemy. Long distance enemy. You will never see <laughs> Facebook, you have deleted, block him. And then you say, okay, God, from today, I'm going to love. But you know that this love you are talking about, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> but now practice it. Do it again. And the practice means again and again and again and again. The next one is what? Live it. Let it become your lifestyle. Practice it so much. You see, there's a saying that practice makes perfect. When you practice it again and again, it becomes part of it. Sometimes you don't even think. There are some things you don't think. How many of you think about it before you brush your teeth? Only one. Okay. I mean, it's like a reflex. You just wake up, then you go. Then you go and brush your teeth. I know some of you have to make a decision before. It's a daily decision to go and brush your teeth. But let's talk about the general, general because if I'm going to go one on one this, this may not apply to some of you. But I'm saying that like brushing your teeth is a normal, it's, that, it's like you practice it over and over that it's become part of you. It's something you do. So it becomes something you are living. You are living the thing. Next one is what? Study it. Because sometimes you think you have understood something until you, you, you read it even again or you study it or you think about it. Yeah. Sunday, I sent Pastor Spa a scripture. Was it Sunday or Saturday? One of them. Sunday morning or Sunday dawn or one of them. I sent him a scripture. I think First Timothy 2, 7. It says, consider these things and the Lord give you understanding. It was a response to a question he asked me or something he said on Friday. So I sent him that scripture. That consider, consider these things and the Lord give thee understanding. That consider there is meditate, think about it, reflect over it and God will give you understanding. So sometimes when you read the thing on face value, it gives you a particular meaning. On face value, like when you read, the, look, when you read it, the way you understand is the same way your neighbor, everybody, we, we all understand all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's all. We all understand. Don't you understand that, look, every scripture in the Bible, God inspired it for it to come. It's God given. But if you sit now, you consider this thing deeply, you may be surprised the things that God will introduce to you and reveal to you about all scripture 
just this simple phrase, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. You'll be surprised if you study it. That's why we can go to camps. You see, prophet has come with just one word. One word in a, in a, in a scripture. One word. And the word is, he's talking on that one word for three days, four days. We can sit there and wonder, ah, is this in our Bible or he has another Bible? It's like the Bible, the first ten commandments that Moses broke, maybe he had a copy. Do you see? We are using the second copy. So we, when we read this, is what we see. But he goes to find the first one. This. So when you study, anything you take in the Bible, you study, you understand deeper. If you take forgiveness, you may read forgiveness, simple forgiveness. Uh, uh, the Lord's prayer, I said, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. But if you sit down, you study that forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. You'll be surprised on the things God will teach you on forgiveness. So study it. And then after that, you can preach it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So let the word of God govern your life. Since we are at this scripture, let's talk about this scripture. Let the word of God, you see, your life should be governed. Your Christian work should be governed by the word of God. Anything you are doing, you should ask yourself, what scripture am I obeying right now? What scripture is the foundation of what I'm doing right now? What scripture is the foundation? Because there's a scripture for everything you are doing. That's why the Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, perfect, lacking nothing. So, God, give us verse 17 quickly. It says, no. From the 16, just the next verse, the next door neighbor. It's telling you what the word of God can do. It says that the man of God. Now, anytime we read this scripture, that the man of God, we think about the pastor. Is that not? But you are the man of God the Bible is talking about. You are the one the Bible is talking about. So up until now, we have, I told you, if you study the thing a little, no, everything will change. Up until now, we have eliminated ourselves from this scripture. But the man of God is you and I. We are all, look, Bible says he has made us unto our God, kings and priests. I think Revelation 6 says, he has made us, Jesus, he has made us unto our God. All of us, kings. We like the king's part. But when we get to the priest part, we say, oh, no, 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 no. He's talking about the bishop guy. <laughs> no, kings and priests. They are the priests. Yeah, these are the priests. The kings are behind. No problem. Yeah. No, all of us, kings and priests. That's why I said, we are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. So, kings and priests. Royal is kingly. Priest, kings and priests. Please come back to our old, that we should reign on this earth. Back to it. So, so the man of God, that's you, and we will be thoroughly or truly furnished. Like, properly furnished. And to all good works. We'll be properly equipped. And to all good works. But now I'm showing you, this is the end result. 
of when we have allowed the word of God to work on us. So 16 is what he says. It's given by God and it's useful, it's profitable, it's helpful for doctrine, which is a set of teachings. A set of teachings. And reproof, which is, no, this thing is not right. This thing is then correction when you do the wrong thing to bring you onto the, the the word of God can bring you onto the right track. Then instruction, which is what you are supposed to do. Yeah, what you are supposed to do. Or what is to be done. It's through the word of God without exposing yourself to the word of God and intentionally going deep into it, just not at the surface, but deep in, many of us, John 3, 16, full stop. But going deeper into it, the word of God, so that that is what governs our lives. That when you have an issue with somebody, when we bring the word of God, you say, ah, I surrender. I surrender. Know that, let's put the Bible aside and let's deal, let's be practical. Let's deal with this issue. Let's deal with the issue properly. Let, let, no, 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 let's put the Bible. No, 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 pastor, let's put the Bible aside. I want to deal with this issue properly. I mean, deal with this issue properly how? Don't bring the word of God into this at all. Let's deal with it. You see, you deserve punishment. You are talking about forgiveness. Let's deal with this properly before we bring the word. No, there's no before the word of God. The word of God is there always. It's the foundation. Without it, what can the righteous do? So when the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, when it comes to the word of God, you can say, if the word of God be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Because the word of God is one of those foundations we are talking about. So if it is destroyed, what 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 can what can I do? You being the righteous, what can you do? As for the word, we can talk until next week. But seeing that we don't have till next week, let's continue. How do you acquire the word of God? One through your quiet time. I'm just giving you two basic ways through your quiet time. Through your basic quiet time, which is reading the Bible every day and allowing the word of God to come into you every day. That every day you hear from God through his word. Daily. Daily. Quiet time. You will see after the Exodus 32 experience that the people displayed another character. As soon as God sent them back, so Exodus 33, God, Moses releases the Ten Commandments. Exodus 34, he teaches them about how to do quiet time. So God, I'm sure God gave him a key. We don't want this problem again. So make sure that they read the Bible for themselves. Teach them to read the Bible. Teach them to read the law for themselves. Look, if you like, go and watch the sequence. Exodus 32. It's where they made the gods and everything. God sent Moses back to them like, oh, go because these people, they are going to go astray. Your people are going to go astray. So when he comes, he brings the Ten Commandments, Exodus 33. He comes with the coins. This is what God said. There's, there's this 40 days that I'm there. These are the things that God said. Stop this um, nonsense God you have created and everything. Exodus 34, God starts to, God calls Moses for a camp. And he teaches Moses how to do quiet time, practical quiet time. Go and teach the people quickly. These people, if we don't teach them by 35, they would have made another God. 
God. <laughs> yeah, go quickly because these guys, we know them. Number two way, podcast. 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 Through, through listening to the word of God. Listen to the word of God. And today's modern world of listening to the word of God, it has even been made easier by podcast. We are introducing in, in this church what we call podcast corner. Yeah. Tell the people to come and say thank you to me. Podcast corner. Yeah. We find a corner in the church where it's pod, if you have any issues podcast, you just go there, you'll be sorted. Just a disclaimer. We don't, we don't give gadgets, <laughs> headphones, no, we don't give apparatus. Do you get it? We show you how. Yeah, that's Prophet's podcast over there. Endless teaching, daily. Every day a message is released on this podcast. Every single day a message is released on this podcast. So that the word of God keeps coming. You see, there is, sometimes the, way, the reason why these things even help is that if I leave it to only you, or if you leave it to only us, we'll even just be reading the things in the Bible that favors us. The word of God is profitable for what? Bring it up again. Doctrine. No. No. Remember, there are many things. It says for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction. So, if if you the word of God can be broken into these areas. So, if you leave it to only us, instruction, correction, no. Reproof, no, 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 no. It's not now that somebody is coming to reprove me. No, reproof, no. So, I think doctrine, you, you even convince yourself that you are doing something right. You, tell, you are finishing doctrine before you go to reprove. Meanwhile, you have been doing doctrine for 10 years. Uh-huh. So, sometimes when there are other sources, even things that you yourself, you have not prepared for, it comes to you. So that, you, you, I mean, don't people who go to the gym, you don't build only one part of your body. Can't you see those? You, you see some guys, they built their shoulders and their arms. Their arm cannot come down. When they are walking, they are walking like that. And then the upper, sometimes they build their upper body. They look very big up there. And then down here, they look, they look like a lollipop. One brother, he told me, he said, when I started to go to the gym, my father advised me, said, don't come home looking like a lollipop. So you see, somebody has built just one shoulder. When he's walking, it's taking him down. The heavy shoulder is taking him down. But you have to build everywhere. You have to build so that the, 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 the body you say you have built is uniform. It's uniform. The word of God, it must cover every area. So podcast, bring up back our podcast. Podcast helps us. All of us must be fans of podcasts. How many of you know about podcasts? Just, 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 just. 
Okay. If you don't, don't for, if you don't know it, don't force it. I, and I, when I'm talking about, I'm not talking about podcast. Every podcast in some of you have football podcast. I have a podcast that talks about football. Do you get it? Yeah. Why didn't you clap for the first one? That's not fair. Please put the first one. And let them clap. Put the first one. Let them, yeah. Clap for this one first. Uh, clap for this one first. Now you can put the one they were clapping. <laughs> I'm sure some of you are surprised I used to have sideburns. That's why. They were shocked. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. So podcast, it makes you hear the word of God again and again and again in the privacy of your home, in a taxi, in wherever you are going. It goes with you. Amen. Yeah, podcast. So you are here. I ask those of you, know, you don't know podcast, no problem. Please give me a wave again. You don't know podcast. Okay, one. Just, I'll help you right after church. Just give me a wave. Okay, look, two, one. Okay, please, immediately after, your neighbor, sort him out. Do you get it? So that every preaching is with, even the day you don't come to church, you wake up the next day, you see the preaching is on your phone. Yeah, preaching is on your phone. You just click. Hey, yesterday I didn't come from work early, so I couldn't go to church. Let me hear what did what did Bishop preach about? You just click a ping. As you are getting ready for work, you hear everything that was. You say, "Wow, hey, these people went to church yesterday. They were blessed. Eh? They heard all these things. Wow!" And then you go to work. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So read it and listen to it. Hallelujah. Foundation number two, quickly. Second foundation. The mighty foundation of salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ and through the cross. Salvation through Christ and through the cross. Hallelujah. Salvation is the, is, is the next foundation we must build. And talking about salvation, salvation through Christ. And through his blood. Through the washing of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. There's no name given under heaven, Acts 4, 12, by which men should be saved, save the name Jesus Christ. Salvation is only in the name of Jesus. You cannot be saved in any other way. Sometimes you see people come to church, they come to church three, four times, they say they are saved. You can't be saved through the church. The church is just a channel to present you with the opportunity to meet Jesus Christ. Yeah. Salvation is only in Jesus Christ. You cannot be saved by any other means. You can only be saved by Christ. One, you repenting from your sins. Repentance is turning away from your wicked ways. All your evil ways, turning away from your sins. That's number one. And being washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And receiving Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Until that, that particular thing, you are not saved. You may be in the church seven years, but you are not saved. You will be in the church and go to hell. Yes. I wish I was preaching this on a Sunday morning. You will be in the church and go to hell. And, oh, I came to church with my friends. It was very nice. I like the music. 
God is fighting for us. Oh, the church is very nice. Yeah. Then the pastor knows you. There's no salvation in the pastor. Today I'm on the pastor. There's no salvation in the pastor knowing you. The pastor himself is trying to be saved. He's looking for salvation. He's working out his salvation with fear and trembling. So the he lets me sing. He lets me sing. He lets me sing. Um, um, let me sing. He let me sing in the singing, singing, singing group. So I'm, I saw Blantina doing back into the worship. Yeah, very powerful. He let me sing in the singing, singing team. Look, singing in the singing team is not going to take you to heaven. You need to be born again. Your name needs to be written in the Lamb's book of life. You need to be washed by the blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ and welcome him into your heart to be your Lord and to be your Savior. Yeah. You see, my family, that's why a lot of people who are born into churches are not born again. A lot of them are not born again. Look, some of the unborn again people I've met, there's a church in their homes. When you go to their homes, there's a church inside. When I say there's a church in their home, the church is done inside their house. When we go to Makaya, you see that we have churches in the house. Yes, their house is what, when you go and check, Tamkulu is the, um, the pastor, but they are not born again. Because they have been going to the church and coming, going to the church and coming, going to, they say, oh, they are saved. Yes. If it was so, a lot of the people who are working at McDonald's should be Big Macs by now. Pastor Speedway should be a Hyundai by now. Hyundai because Pastor Speedway is seven-seater. Seven-seater Hyundai. Because every day he's in the Hyundai office. Yeah. It's no. You have to surrender your life. Look, you have to surrender your life to Jesus and welcome. Bible says there is neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven given by which men should be saved. You can't be saved by any other name. You can only be saved by Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent not his son to condemn the world that the world, but that the world through him might have salvation or might be saved. Without that, you cannot be saved. You are not saved. It's sad, but I came to tell you that you are on your way to hell. It's sad. It's heartbreaking, but that's what I came to tell you. Unless you make a turn around today. I don't know where you are watching me from, but maybe you are the one I'm talking to. Today may be your day of salvation. That you turn a salvation in the name of Jesus Christ by his blood, by the washing of It's the mighty foundation of Christianity. In fact, that's the very beginning of Christianity. That's the very beginning of Christianity. Very, very beginning. Sometimes you are born, you see, like where I come from, the country I was born in, it's like, look, it's a religious country. That's exile. Pastor, which country were you born? Exile. Yes. It's a religious country. 
My neighbors were Tabon Beki and all exile neighbors, yes. It's a religious country. So everybody is religious. Everybody, I mean, everybody, they will do your, they will dedicate outdoor, take you to church. The pastor will pray over you. Everybody is a, even pickpockets, arm robbers. They are all religious. They are all religious people. You see them calling on God on television. Yeah, now they are doing the um, elections to choose presidential candidates. Come and see how presidential candidates are going to church. They are going to from church to church. If they know that this church is a big church, they will appear there. Appear here, presidential candidates and presidents. And because next year, is it next year or next two years? Something like that. It's a th- next year is elections. Yeah, everybody is religious. So you can just grow up and say, oh, they are all Christians. They are not born again. Yeah, and when they start to, and our grandmothers used to use scriptures to talk to us. Like when they are having normal conversation with us, they will use scriptures. So if you are very traditional, if you are very traditional, you will have these religious words. You'll be some, some of these, the words, some of these people can, maybe me as the pastor, I don't have those words. No, I'm telling you, the way they can, even the names of God they can mention and come up with accolades of Almighty God in the local language, in the Zulu. In the local Zulu, when they release it, when I sometimes even when I listen, I say, My God, if I call Alan now, he will release some of these words to you, you will become afraid. But a lot of them are not born again, a lot of them are not saved. Yeah, and I'm saying this to say that being in church is not salvation, the church is to help you. Practice your Christianity. Yeah, if when you are saved, you are now a new creation or a new creature, you need somewhere to live that new creature and live a life for God. That's where the church comes in. That's where the church comes in. You need a place to serve God. Now that you are a child of God, you need a place to serve God at, give service to God. That's where the church comes in. But if you are not born again, it's useless to be even in the church. It's useless. Hello? It's useless. Waste of your time. You could have gone all out to be an unbeliever properly. The cross of Jesus. Jesus was killed on it. You see, Jesus came around. In, in Matthew, Matthew 1, 20, the Bible said, his name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. The reason why we are going to hell is because of our sin. Moses said, the soul that sinned shall die, shall surely die. So the reason why we are, we, we are to go to hell is because of sin. The wages of sin is death. So Jesus came to save us from our sins. He did miracles. He preached. Did many things. It all couldn't save us. Then he went to the cross of Calvary to die. Because that's the only thing. He needed to shed his blood. Because it is his blood that can wash away our sins. So he needed to die for there to be blood to pay for our sins. 
It's through that blood that we can be washed. We can be washed so that we can be new, so that we can come to God. Because sin separates us from God. By the blood. By the blood. Without the blood, brother, my brother, my sister, we will be dirty, we will still be with our sins, and we can't come to God. We need to be concerned about our salvation and the salvation of others through Jesus Christ. So, just come to church, just come to church. No, just come to church. Oh, it's not enough. I love the church. I like the church. I've been in this church close to 30 years. I really like the church. But it's not enough. It's not what? Enough. Uh, just, oh, you just let's go to church together. Why don't you come to church about three times? Then the pastor will say that you are born again. He will also know. You don't. Once a while, when the pastor finished preaching, you see him walking at this place. Then you just go and say, hello, hello, pastor. My name is Frederick. Then from there, you say that you are going to heaven. You are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. The only way you can go somewhere is to ask Jesus to come into your heart and wash you of your sins and make you his child. It's an important foundation. Hey, Pastor, but for me, I'm born again. Why are you preaching it to me? If it's a solid foundation for you, you will make sure that everybody around you is born again. You make sure that. If it, in fact, that's the third foundation. The, the, the foundation, the mighty foundation of the salvation of everybody else. That's the matter. Let's deal with the blood first. Let me read the scripture on the blood to us. Then we can go to this one. Then we close. Our time is even up. Hebrews 9.22 says, almost all things are by law purged with blood. Without blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no remission, there is no forgiveness. Without the blood of Christ, there is no forgiveness. It says, in the law, by the law, almost all things are made clean by blood, with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So when the Bible says Jesus will, he will save his people from their sins, it means that he needed to shed his blood for that blood to atone for our sins and wash us of our sins. That's how salvation comes. That's how salvation comes. That's how it comes. Yeah. So we must become concerned. About number one, our salvation. Are you truly saved? Are you born again? Or you just followed your friends to church? Or you have been in the church so long that it's okay? Because even we as pastors, when we are looking for um, look solid church members, we think about you. We think about you because we, we are human. We can't see your heart. But God sees our hearts. Then the salvation of other people, which is through evangelism. Evangelism and so, like preaching the gospel to everybody. As soon as you become a Christian, the next duty God is giving you is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody. It's an important foundation of your Christian life. Yeah. Sometimes we can walk with our friends for years. We are not concerned whether they are saved or not. 
No, it's not. You are saved. You are okay. You are going to everybody or anybody. I'm not even concerned. It's not even in my plans. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good for studies. But it's not good for salvation. I can study with him. I can work with him. But salvation, yeah, it should just be there. If God wants him to be saved, he should send somebody else. God has sent Jesus. It's enough. The next person is you and I. I read the scripture and we close. Matthew 28, 18 to 27. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, all power, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye, therefore, into the all and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe, to do all things, which whatsoever I have commanded thee. Lo, I'm with thee always, even to the end. Evangelism and soul winning and spreading the gospel is an important foundation for every Christian. Our Christian life must be built. That's how God is expecting the gospel to fill the earth. You see, when they ask Jesus, when will the end be? You see, lately my cry time has been from this type of Matthew 19, 20, 21, Luke 18, 17. It's all talking about the end of the, of the, of the world. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. The whole of last week, today is 17, tomorrow is 18, tomorrow is 19, tomorrow is 20. It's like just around those places, the teachings before he went to the cross. I need to come to Exodus. <laughs> and they asked Jesus, how, how would the end of this? They said, oh, there will be war, there will be this, there will be that. But don't be afraid, that's not the end. Then people will come, they will say they are the Messiah. And this pastor, that's not, liars will come. Nations will rise against nations. All these things will happen, but it's still not the end. Then he said, then the gospel will fill the earth. It's like it will go everywhere. God is depending on us for the gospel to go everywhere. This this scripture is not to pastors. It's to everybody. Every Christian. Every single... uh, Please, I'm waiting for the pastor to come and preach to you. Oh, you are the pastor. You are the man of God. You are the royal priesthood. (laughs) prophet is trying to make sure that the gospel goes everywhere let's even that one when we say give money to support you don't give much even you don't give you tell us you forgot even that one even, even if that is the one you are depending on even that one you say you forget apart from the fact that you don't give much towards it healing Jesus campaign you still forget even the little that you give. So if that's how the gospel is going to spread, then the gospel doesn't have a chance at all. <laughs> the gospel is going nowhere. It's stuck here in Peter Marisberg, Christ our hope cathedral. But how about the guy at your workplace? How about your next door neighbor? How about the guy in your in in, in in school with you, the girl in your rest, your roommate? How about all of them? How about your, your clients? How about the people you roll with? How about your family members? Since healing Jesus Crusade is not coming to UKZN, how about them? 
Jesus is depending on you and I. This must form the fabric of the church. That the church must be into soul winning. Our Christian life must be built on winning souls. Very important. Very, very important. It's one of the foundations. And as we build these deep anchors, these foundations, even in difficult times, you see you will stand. You will be stable. We used to sing a song, will your anchor hold through the storms of life? In life, there are storms. There are shakings. What was the next line? When the clouds unfold, there are wings of strife. When the strong tides, when the strong tides lift, and the gables strain, will your anchor drift or fail remain? How many of you know this song? Yeah, you are hearing it for the first time. It's an old song. Say, will your anchor hold in the storms of life? When the clouds unfold, there are wings of strife. When the strong tides lift and the gables, the gables are the cables that are holding you. When they strain, they, they are the cables that are holding the ship. So when they are stretched beyond their limits, will your anchor drift? That is, you are here in South Africa. We hope you are in Zimbabwe. Will it drift or it will remain firm? We have an anchor that what? Keeps their soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fasting to the rock which cannot move. Grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. That's the chorus. Yeah. He says, we have an anchor that keeps the soul. It is steadfast. It is sure. While the billows roll. Fasting to the rock, it is holding on, it is tied onto a rock which cannot move. It's grounded firm, it's firm in the ground and deep in the Savior's love. The foundation is deep in the Savior's love. May your anchor hold when the storms blow because it's founded. And deep in the Savior's love. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself for a minute and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to build solid and deep foundations. One, on the word of God. Two, in salvation through Jesus and his blood. And three, in spreading the gospel, the foundation of spreading the gospel wherever you are. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Spirit. 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 Help us, Hol
mighty foundation of your word in the name of Jesus. A foundation of salvation. For myself and others in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Help us for your word. Declare that if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yes, Help us to build our walk with you. One on the word, on your word that is infallible, Lord. On Christ Jesus, his blood, his saving blood, and the saving name of Jesus Christ. And on the foundation of spreading the gospel of Jesus all across the world. We thank you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Let our anchor hold steadfast, sure, whilst the billows roll. And let it be fastened to the rock that cannot be moved. Let it be grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity. You have heard that being in the church is not the same as being born again. It's not the same as being born again. I want to pray with you. Maybe tonight, you want to make sure that indeed your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You want to say, Lord, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Wash me with your blood. Bring me to Jesus. Bring me to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You want to pray that prayer? I want you to pray this prayer with me. Wherever you find yourself, say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I need you. I need you. I repent of my sins. I repent of I turn away from my wicked ways. I turn away from Please me. forgive me. Please forgive of me. All my sins. Of all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you and died. And you shed your precious blood for me. Let it wash me anew. Let, Let it cleanse me of all my sins, Lord. Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. And be my Savior. Be my Savior. From, today, From today, I am born again. I am born again. Write my name, Write my name in, the book of life. in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For dying to save for me. Dying to save Amen. Me. Amen. Why don't you appreciate the Lord?
down for a second. Yeah. This is a good book to read to understand salvation. You know, because we teach it in new believers when stuff, we can easily neglect it. But this book is a thorough teaching on salvation. What it means to be a new creature, what it means to experience the greater love of God, what it means to be born again, what's happening in hell. They are all in this book. They are all in this book. The reason why we don't look at these things is that they are here in abundance. But that's the book. I I was looking for it. I found it. That's the book. You'll be surprised that many of us in the church, we've not read these two books. Read your Bible, pray every day, and how to be born again. And we just take it that, oh, it's for the nyaka pips and the nyaka pops, which is the little kiddies and caddies is for them. But everything is here. This one. Kule, have you read this book before? You need to read it. Have you read this one before? You need to read it. Yeah. I don't, Kule is the one I'm asking, but you know I'm asking you also. Uh, they don't ask me, so it's not talking. It's a prophetic word for Kuli. It's a prophetic word for you. <laughs> All right, take out a good offering. Let's give tonight as we close. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083 773 1605. God richly bless you.